This is Dr. Will Wong, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7, with your host, Eric Fiorello. Bravo! The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle streaming radio 24-7. Today is the 14th of December. Believe it or not, 2019. And, um, well, I'll let you know who's here. If you haven't seen the announcement out on Facebook, I will let you know momentarily. But um, before we bring Dr. Wong and uh, John McCain in, uh, I'm going to do a few things. And first off, stand up, take a deep breath, come right through your nose, go out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? As I say, and I'll keep saying it to the bloody end, that's how you think. That's how you talk to yourself. That's how you behave. And as Dr. Wong said yesterday, which was great, and I'll keep saying it on these shows because I thought it was symbolic of everything, only a friend would die for you. And you can sit there and think about it all you want, but your true friends will go right to the bloody end, and that's how you got to be. The rest of it doesn't even mean shit. So we're going to keep going here. Um, secondly, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champs, Inc. That is our biggest product to date. It's a digital download. Jump on it. It will teach you more than most of the stuff you'll see anywhere out there, other than when we talk to John and Dr. Juan. Number two, uh, let's see, number three, I guess we'll go. Our Prosperity Conscious page on uh, FiorelloBarbellCo.com. There's a $25, $50, and $100 investment, not donation, investment into FBC and M&M. And as I said on Dr. Wong's show yesterday, you know, we are downloading into thousands now some of these shows. Anybody that's downloading it, send $10 to my PayPal account, which is Fiorello Barbell. You get 100 or 1,000 people sending $10, we're going to be able to do even some more things now. So if you like it, and everybody that's coming in here now and looking at it, because there's going to be some major changes next year to both sites, all they want me to do now is charge. And I don't want to do that. I've never wanted to do that. You know, I was hoping that you would buy the product, and when you had the resources to come in here and invest. That's how I am. You know, we've got the best people on earth on this show that have lived it, are living it, or have lived it in the past and will live it in the future. There aren't many shows out there with this type of quality. So, it's great to give, believe me, and we appreciate anything in advance. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows. Dr. Wong has been with me almost from the get-go. So we're going to be up six years this September, if you can believe it. And John's been with, well, I've known John for a long, long time. I want, I kept talking to him, come on, we got to get John, we got to get John. He's like, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. 
and he got enough faith in me, I think, to finally do it. We are, let's see, I've done, let's see, I think we've done two volumes on the Power Rack. We'll be doing volume three on Monday. I did a big show on him about, you know, the brain, the thought. And was similar to some of the stuff we're going to get into today. And I have volume three with John this Monday morning. And Dr. Wong and I did a masterpiece last night. Now be up tomorrow. So, as I said, the stuff just gets better, better, and better. So, go out and look at all the shows both of these gentlemen have done with me. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com. Go out and sign up for our free newsletter. It goes to my MailChimp account. And you know how content-rich we are and how content-rich we deliver. So get on that. Also, to another way to get involved here is come on in and advertise with us. We've got more than enough downloads now. Come on in. The rates are very reasonable. And I will work diligently with you, your company, whomever it is. And we'll get our brands everywhere, which M&M is pretty much everywhere in the world. Probably not everywhere, but let me tell you, it's branching out everywhere in the whole world, not just the United States. And also, too, um, you know, stay with us. We'll work for you. You'll help us out, and everybody will be happy. And don't forget about my YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. And that's what it's all about. I'm going to give you some information first on Dr. Wong, and then I'm going to give you information on John McCain. So let me uh, pull this up. Both of these gentlemen have, (laughs) they got a pedigree here, so here we go. Um, Dr. Wong is a classical naturopath, a Ph.D., exercise physiologist, certified athletic trainer, AATA, certified sports medicine trainer, ASMA, World Sports Medicine Hall of Fame member, and World Martial Arts Hall of Fame member. Uh, Dr. Wong, you know, it's an honor. We had a great show yesterday. Welcome. Um, This is an honor for me to have you and John on, I'm telling you. Um, Give out all your information, and I'll go over to John and give his profile. We'll talk to John a little bit, and then we'll get started today. We're going to talk, well, you know how much we all love the Power Rack, but we're going to prove to you with a lot of things rewiring so dr wong take it away my friend it's an honor to be on with both of you absolutely thanks uh folks who want to hear my my rantings and ravings can go to the uh youtube channel dr william wong's essentials of life and wellness for my older articles you can go to drwong.us.us for my uh, older podcasts you can go to drwongradio.com and for my supplements you can go to dr wong's Essentials.com. Oh, what can I say? I've already talked about uh, Dr. Wong's quality products and the generosity he and his wife, Michelle, show me every month. Um, I'd send anybody there. And I said this yesterday, which I'm sure all the other two gentlemen will both agree with me, is this. It doesn't matter how big you get. You remember what where you came from. And I will tell you this, you call Dr. Wong, whether he's there or not, you get a call back or you'll get an email back. It's none of the shenanigans where, hey, I got too big, I don't need you. And to me, those are the people I'm investing in. And the guy is true blue all the way. Now, before I read John's pedigree here, I'm going to wish, even though tomorrow is his birthday, we're going to wish John a happy birthday because nobody deserves a birthday more than him. And it's John's birthday and my father's anniversary when we lost him. Um, 
Tomorrow's a big day. After um, acupuncture, I go to the cemetery and visit he and Jimmy, my brother. Um, John's going to celebrate his life, which is a great thing. I know he turned 74. Um, you need to go out and discover this gentleman. If anything, go out and buy every hard gain or article he's ever written. Um, you'll understand why not only do I think so highly of him, you know, he is one of the brightest minds I've ever read. And he knows his shit, and he's a gentleman that needs to be heard, like Dr. Wong, myself. We're bringing in physical culture to a whole new era in 2020. We've done great work in the last five years, but I'm telling you right now, we are the steamrollers, and we are going to steamroll right into your living room and get you involved. But before we get into this... John will be 74 tomorrow. He's been competing in all aspects of the Iron Game for 57 years. He's lifted in hundreds of meets, having won national titles in Masters Age Olympic-style weightlifting and powerlifting, and acquired nine world titles in IAWA, that's all-around weightlifting. He currently is holding 335 USAWA national all-around records as a retired middle school math teacher with a master's degree in guidance and counseling. John put to good use all the writing required in college by self-discovery articles published in about every available strength journal. He was quite involved with the sport. Let me just move this up here. I'm sorry. During the golden age of power rack training in the 1960s and has continually trained with, researched, and written about the dynamic system, about this dynamic system ever since. And before I welcome John in, if you haven't listened to our shows on the power rack, you better get in and get started because um, we're going to be doing these for quite a while. And with Dr. Wong, myself, and John, and all this discovery we're talking about in the rack with the various bars, um, I'm not going to get into a lot of the bar stuff because that is stuff we're prototyping. But believe you me, you have never seen the research that's going on here. And we're not throwing any junk out there. That's why it's taking the time it is. So, John, on that note, obviously, tomorrow is the big day. Happy birthday, sir. You know it's an honor. And welcome back to the family, my friend. Thank you, Eric. Uh, Probably anybody that uh, is on Facebook will probably see what they do all the time and put uh, happy birthday (laughs) up there. So (laughs) if you want to get in contact with me, probably through that. I don't know, really, uh, um, uh, mixed feelings about this birthday thing. Uh, I'm turning 74, but as my wife <laughs> informs me, that means I'm in my 75th year. Yep. So I think, I'm thinking, doggone, almost half my life is gone already. Yep. So <laughs> <laughs> I just have to, have to work this out. And uh, it, it, as I approach early middle age, uh, I better just train harder to keep the old age away from me. I agree. So I, that's all I'm going to say about it for right now. Well, I, I will tell you this. You and I, Dr. Wong, we've all talked about this. I'll say this to the day they plant my ass in the ground. There's nothing, in my opinion, that tops what we do here. Um, not only the show format, I'm talking physical culture. We're on a whole different plane. Most people, and that's why we're doing these shows, we want to educate people so they come on in and go after it. We're not talking about trying it. We want you to come in and be a part of it. This is bigger than any of us here right now. 
the thing is, John and I, Doctor Juan, I love this stuff so much. And if you don't, if you can't figure that out yet, you're not hearing me. And then when we get involved in this stuff with the rack and the bars, and okay, what did this do to you? You know, I talked about the three-inch bar. We're going to get into this a little bit because Doctor Juan made some great points. I mean, it flaked my brain out. I'm sure it did. But we're going to get into this. All right. I'm going to start with with John McCain. John, obviously, we're going to go into Volume 3 on Monday with the Power Rack training. And, you know, Dr. Wong set this thing, this blaze on fire because we've talked about, and I was telling him about what you and I were dis- discussing about, how we feel that this is creating new circuitry in us. And I feel, just to go quick and I'll get right to you because we've got so much stuff to talk about, is this. When you're put to a test like this, because this is like nothing you've ever trained with. I know everybody will say this, that, and the other thing. Your wraps, your this, that, the bar. I'm telling you right now, folks, you put your body under a load like this where you've got to get under something with no rebound. And whether you're going to do the isometric pushes or a pull, we'll, we'll kind of talk squat here. I'm telling you right now, it's like nothing you have ever felt in your entire life bodily. But I'm telling you right now, the mental aspect that you've got to create and perform diligently through this whole thing. And you're never going to get used to it because I want to hit this when we talked about the three-inch bar. Now, I've never done a dead stop with a three-inch bar, and we're going to get in that. I will tell you this. My mind and body through the hip girdle felt like, I, I thought at first, I was like, am I dead? But I came I came back a day and a half. Well, we'll get into that. All right, John, let's talk a little bit about the rewiring, and then we'll send it right over to Dr. Wong. So take it away, my friend. All right. Thank you, Eric. Uh, I think the best thing I could do to start this would be to, being that you've mentioned this will be like nothing the people have ever done or yep. felt before. Uh, I saw a quote the other day from the uh, famed uh, comedian Will Rogers, yep. who, who who always had great quotes. But this reminded me of what we're doing. Uh, his quote was, always drink upstream from mm. the herd. Yes. Uh, nice. If you, th- if you think about that, you don't <laughs> want to be drinking downstream from the no, herd. No. But you, you definitely want to be up ahead uh, and doing things that nobody really has played with. You want to be thinking outside the box. But when you're doing that really heavy rack work, the holds and so forth with very big bondages, it's like we talked just before the show when Dr. Wong mentioned the, the whole body better get involved. Yep. And when you're doing a power rack lift, especially when you're holding against pins or just holding above pins mm-hmm. with maximum weight, the whole body is working. Everything contracts. Uh, you don't have to work most of the other musculature because it's all being stressed and strained. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll, I'll let you go to Dr. Wong okay. uh, from, from that and have him tell a little more probably about uh, this mind-body connection sure. that he's referring to. All right, Doc. You know, we got into that a little bit. Um, what, what do you – you know, we talked – I was talking about acupuncture tomorrow with proprioception, feet, brain, hands, brain, all that. What do you think – What, in your judgment, when you're under a heavy weight, 
and you're not using any type of rebounding, and we all know, like, you got to get your center under that bar or you're either coming up one side or you're not coming up at all. But what do you think at that point are the – do you really know? Are, there, are the triggers going off within you or has it happened so fast? It's like maybe you don't always notice it or it's just something you want to, you want to push this thing up, tap the bar or push you know, against the bar. What's, what do you think's transpiring initially when you're coming out of the hole with a big weight? Let's use an example. Let's think of a, uh, a, a fuse box with, 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 with circuit breakers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say I'm doing a bodybuilding move and I'm doing a one-arm dumbbell curl on a Scott bench. Yep. And I'm really concentrating and it's really heavy. But how many how many circuit breakers have I got working? Right. One. Right. Okay. You're under a load in the power rack. You've got the stops on. You're pressing up against the stops. Is it one muscle working or everything is working? Mm-hmm. So instead of, of one circuit breaker going off, you've got all the circuit breakers going off. You've got all this feedback coming into the brain from everywhere, not just from one place, but from every single joint, every muscle, every motor nerve, and every sensory nerve in the body, all throwing stimulation into the brain at exactly the same instant. Mm -hmm. Then we've got Wolf's Law. Working on top of that, and properly stated, Wolf's Law says, mineralization is laid into bones along axial lines of stress. The medical definition of Wolf's Law is that bones get denser when uh, weight-bearing is, mm-hmm. is done. Yeah, that's sort of kind of half-assed, but it doesn't really get give you the picture of what's happening. So... We've got all this electrical activity going up into, into the brain from absolutely everywhere in the body, from the tip of the toes to the ends of the hands, to your neck, to even your think, – think of how you, your face and your skull muscles oh, yeah. are grimacing at, at that time. You don't have anywhere that isn't working, so you have all this input, plus you've got the pressure on the bones, on the long shaft of the bones, throwing in this uh, – in. If 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 you're familiar with the with the uh, 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 piezoelectric lighters, okay, those those uh, those gas matches, when you when you knock two quartz crystals together, you get a spark. Yep. The bones work exactly the same way, creating a piezoelectric field, so that when you compress bone, you increase the amount of DC electrical current in the bone, and that attracts the minerals. Mm. You've got all this stuff going on at exactly the same instant when you're under a load on the bar. What I mean, think of the the massive amount of stimulation. It's like the difference between a hand grenade and a nuclear bomb. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's interesting too. Like when you were saying all that stuff, and, and John, I'm going to ask you this too: is this? I'm thinking, like what Dr. Wong said, with all the stimulation, all this stuff going on, I want to, I want to use the right verbiage. Um, do we, 
both of you, I'll, I'll start with John. Do we know this is going on within us, or you know, we're feeling all different things? But do we can we can we capture all these things going off in us? Go ahead, John. Well, you you can capture them, but of course you're concentrating on getting the weight up. Yep. So your thoughts aren't exactly on the muscle. In fact, I've I found from lifting early on that if you are trying to tense the muscle while you're lifting a weight or, or concentrating on lifting a weight. Uh, you can't lift as much weight. Right. You're concentrating on tensing maybe an individual muscle. But when you're doing the lift, your total concentration is get this weight up. Mm-hmm. Then everything tenses better. Mm-hmm. But Okay. It, yeah. But Go ahead. No, and I want, I'm going right to you. This was a follow-up, so to speak. All right, we're tensing, we're coming off the rods. For anybody that's never done this, I'm just going to give you a brief description. Because John and I went over this with the breathing, and we'll get into this with Dr. Juan, but I got something real pointed for Dr. Juan, too. Is this. When you have that bar set at mid-range, okay, we're going to talk middies. That's what we're talking, the middle point of the power rack. And say you're going it depends what kind of bar you're using. Maybe we move it two inches, four inches, I know some people that go six inches with it, and you do your isometric push, meaning you push against the other set of rods above you. Now, to set this up, okay, the, the bar's loaded. You're ready to go. You know, John and I talked about breathing. You know, two big breaths, third one swallow, get under it, and come up like a like somebody shot you in the ass, and you blew right through the whole lift. If that's at your third point, your third round, you're going to push as hard as you can, sit back down, you did it or you didn't. Okay. The thing, my question is to both of you. We've already moved it, like John said, but now we're going to talk the pin of it. At that point, John, and then I'm going to go right to Dr. Juan with the same question. At that point, and we've pinned that now. We'll, we'll talk in the three-second realm. For anybody that's done this and you think three seconds is nothing, you put a 500-pound bar on your back and you move it four inches and pin that for three, you'll feel like somebody split your spine right in fucking two. Okay? I'm not kidding you when I say this. It's not a joke, any of this stuff. This is real, serious, concentrated lifting. At that point, John, when we've hit the top with the hold, with the push, are we yeah. conne- are we making new brain connections? Are we, you know, we talk about the spine. Are we thickening the spine? Is it all starting now to transpire? It's like, obviously, it's not going to happen overnight. We know that. But have we started it right off now? Even though we've done the stuff, we're building, building, building. Is it going to be the push that literally starts to reconfigure the three of us here? Well, I would think so, because your body is literally in hell for that uh, time that you're tensing. In fact, uh, looking back, I remember Alexander Zass, Mm -hmm. who invented basically uh, isometrics back in the early 1900s, mentioned that with that hold, he said, if you're doing a 75 percent pull now this is a pure isometric or what you would estimate mm-hmm. 75% you should hold it for 6 seconds right. if you move up to 85% hold it for 4 seconds mm-hmm. 
if you're going to 100%, which I think you and I are talking about a lot, yep. he said one second. Wow. That's four, that, That's less than, than we had thought and less than uh, Dr. Ziegler and Bill March and everything mm-hmm. had done. But Alexander Zass really lived through this. And the fact is that uh, there is a serious mind-body connection, things building up from this type of intensity Mm -hmm. that is so great that you can't even maintain it that long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll I'll turn that over to your question to Dr. Wong on that that aspect of it. So what do you think, Doc? Are we rewiring when when we push or what? What's going on? I think so, and the new research seems to say so. Yeah. The research says that uh, people who have injuries and who do lower extremity weight bearing Mm -hmm. have new growth in the central nervous system. Now, that includes the brain, the spinal cord, and the spinal nerves, Mm -hmm. and then the peripheral nerves down to the extremities. The people who had an injury and stopped doing lower extremity work, not only did they die earlier, not only did they get weaker overall upper and lower body, but their brains were shrinking. Yeah. Let me, so there's something about the input and the amount of input to maintain brain function. My contention is that the greater the amount of input, the greater the stimulation, the greater the growth. Okay. So when you say input, obviously, are we talking – larger and larger weights more time for pushing is it or is it all neatly wrapped all up it. in a bundle all yeah okay you know I, I, I've, I've got a picture of bill march in front of me here yeah and he's doing the midpoint of a shoulder press yep and he's leaning back you can't see his head it's way back he's putting all the effort into it you can see his quads are just about to, to kind of burn off his thighs yeah yep and there isn't anything that isn't working. Mm. Think of the amount of stimulation going into the brain at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Even if it's for a second, that, 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 it's a lightning flash. So if all these tissues, and we see this from the work done with the uh, 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 pulsed electromagnetic therapy. Yeah, yep. We know that pulsed electromagnetic therapy helps to rebuild central nervous system tissue. Well, this is a way of doing a kind of a pulsed electrotherapy by stimulating everything to the point where you're getting this huge flash of signaling, which is electrical. It's in milliamperes going into the brain and stimulating the brain. Mm -hmm. And we know that that stimulation creates growth. Well, let's talk this, though, too. All right. So we get done. We're all finished with our workout. We've gone far and beyond what we've ever exceeded before. And we know that we've made a brain connection. Even even though maybe at the time you're doing heavy, heavy, you got through it, you just hammered that bar and pushed through the squat. Now we leave the gym, we go take our shower, we eat whatever. Do you feel at that point, I'll, I'll say with myself, with the three-inch bar. Now, for a day and a half, I couldn't even eat. I could. I didn't even go to Thanksgiving with the family. I couldn't sit sit up long enough without being sore through the lower back and the hip girdle. Uh, 
that Thursday night, Thanksgiving, all I did was I did, you know, Paul's machine with the stimulation. Yeah. Um, I kept taking cold showers. I mean, cold to the point where I thought I was going to freeze to death. I wouldn't, I wouldn't relent. I didn't want to eat. I didn't push myself. Well, my mother came home with dinner about 9 o'clock, and I, I was hungry. I could feel my stomach a little bit. I, I, I went through that turkey dinner. I bet I was done in five minutes, and there was a, a, a plethora of food on it. I was like, if you put your arm in front of me, I would have bit it right off, literally. Suddenly, I was like, hey, you know, I'm feeling much better. Went to bed, felt good. The next morning I got up, man, I was ready to rip weights. But I did a smart thing. You know, John and I talked about this. I took 12 days off. Well, really 10, but I called it 12. The last two workouts, obviously, they're half of what maximums are. But I got to tell you, uh, there's a there's a difference in my brain right now. And it's not fallacy either. That's why I, I'm going to be real direct with this to both of you. But I'm building it. Something definitely happened to me that night with that three-inch bar and that 405 push. Something I've, I've had stuff where I was messed up, you know, from training so heavy. You know, they'll call it overtraining. I don't buy any of that shit. But I will tell you this. Something definitely went off in my head. And the body dealt with it all. Because the body, as we say, from head to toe was feeling it just with not being able to eat, not being able to sit comfortably, blah, 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 blah. So I did those modalities, like I said, then I ate that night, felt good, went to bed, got up. Man, I was ready to rip the world in half. But when I talked to John about this, he and I said, I think I ought to just take some time off and let everything settle. You know, John thought it was a good idea. I thought it was a good idea. And I and now, these last two workouts, you know, well, they'll argue the fact that, well, you're not using your max weights. I don't give a shit. I could have used 150 pounds and puked on my face the first time out. The point I made, something has happened to me now mentally. Mentally, I mean, I, I'm deranged anyways with this stuff. But I am so hungry to get into it. Like, I've got something going on with me right now, like, it's, I, I want to say it's happiness. We talked yesterday, Dr. Wong and I, and I said that to you, John. We're talking the divine. Dr. Wong and I got into some pretty deep stuff, I think, yesterday. Um, something's happening, the energy. But the question is to both of you is this. When we do stuff like that, when I give you the example of what I did with the 3-inch, the carryover is obviously going on. But at that point, if you two had to summarize what I just told you, would you say – Possibly I have now increased more neurons in my brain, or have I tapped into something that I never have before? Take it away, John. Well, there's definitely rewiring going on there uh, because of that experience and the intensity that you felt during the time you were holding that three-inch bar. Yeah. It goes back to uh, an example I can think of back in the 1990s. There was a, an Olympic lifter from Rom- Romania. His name was Nico Vlad. Yep. And he developed a system. Uh, he was always a good lifter, a perfectionist in what he did and everything. But it just seemed like uh, his specialty, the snatch, wasn't what he really expected. Yeah. So what he did is he developed something. He didn't even have a name for it. Till they saw him training. At, I guess he came over here to America uh, for a training camp. 
and he called it the Romanian. Well, they named it for him the Romanian deadlift. Yep. What he did is his regular snatch pulls, but because that was quick and over quickly, what he did is he would lower it to about mid position on his thighs and hold it. Then he'd snatch again or pull again, rather. Yeah. Uh, this gave him the power eventually where he went from a, being a good snatcher to, I think, in the world championships somewhere in the 1990s. He did a uh, at a 220 body weight. He snatched 440. Wow. That's amazing. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, uh, uh, the good bit of his rewiring came from that intensity of the hold. Yeah. And I think maybe you just began to get that experience with that three inch bar lift. Yeah. I think that, I think that really, really circuited me up. We're going to see, but Dr. Juan, what do you think? I mean, we've talked about this before with the three inch. If you had to surmise on this with me, like John just did, what do you think I did? I mean, obviously, did I rewire? Did I go new neurons? Did I flake myself out to the point where the brain said, hey, this guy's trying to hurt us, man. We've got to do something right now. What would you, if you were in that room with me that night and you saw me and everything looked great, and then I talked to you a day and a half later and say, look, I can't even sit down. I can't eat. I'm so fucked up. What would you think? You did all three. <laughs> John had an excellent point. Yeah. With, 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 th think about the Romanian deadlift for a second. Mm -hmm. There is no point in all those reps where there isn't tension and stimulation going into the spinal nerves. Yep. There is no point where the muscles are relaxed. If you're just hanging on at that, at, at that midpoint on the first pull, then everything is tensed up just like you are yep. in a power rack. When you're doing an isometric hold. Yep. So you're throwing all that stimulation into the central nervous system. It's going up into, into the brain. Then you're completing the movement. So you not only set that flash of stimulation, which rem and you you told your brain, oh, my God, we're on an overload. <laughs> yep. So what yep. Body do? Yep. The body adapts. Yeah. The body adapts to overload. That's how we build muscles. We, we overload, the body adapts. You overload again, the body adapts some more. It's that that, 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 that uh, uh, used to be called tearing down and re yeah. rebuilding. rebuilding. Not yep. exactly, yep. but close enough. So you you embellished it by the cold showers. There was a study that, that just kind of, kind of crossed my way a few weeks ago okay. about cold showers being stimulative. Yep to the brain and nervous tissue. And I just kind of thought, no, English thing to do. And, you know, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just kind of pa pa passed it by. But apparently it helped you. Wow. So yeah. to throw that in, on top of that, you gave yourself the time to recover and you ate enough of the stuff to rebuild the nerves. Yep. Something the vegans don't do. Right. <laughs> right. I just had to get that hit in on No, that. you're right. Yeah. 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 So, so, so that you rebuilt what you had torn down using the old the old fashioned parlance, the old fashioned understanding, and you built something new. Yeah. You built something stronger. You built something bigger. Because stimulate, adapt, stimulate, adapt, stimulate, adapt. Um it's interesting with, you know, I've talked about this with Wim Hof. That's where I got all, I've had people on that have gone um, to his place uh, to train with him. 
I mean, the guy's incredible. And, you know, I'm up to like a little over 12 minutes where I can take the full cold. And it, lately that water has been screaming cold. Um, I told you what I did with the ice, and I'm not going to repeat that on the air. Um, very interesting stuff there. What was it, last week? Uh, John has me doing some particular isometric curls for a reason with a band. And I like doing my neck, you know, even on off days. So there I am out, and it's cold out. And I got a pair of shorts on and nothing else. And that's when we had that 21 inches of snow. And I'm out in my backyard standing in the snow where it's almost knee high, curling that bar. So that means I have to step on that band with both feet and try to stand up straight and do my isometrics with that. And then I fell on my knees and I did 65 pounds for like three sets of five with my neck harness. Now, people would say to me, are you out of your mind? Uh, Maybe, but I'm telling you right now, this cold, this brisk cold, like when I was out Thursday night, it was cold out there. I had nothing on but a tank top, and I had a pair of sweats uh, with a pair of um, lifting pants under them, you know, short ones just to hold my uh, jimmies in in line, and I had um, a couple sleeves on the uh, left bicep, even though it's fixed, I still wear it just for support. I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe no, but it's good to have stuff on when you believe it. Um, but I got to tell you, feel good as hell. I, I, I mean, I am adapting to that cold and that snow like you can't even imagine. Now, look, and I'm smart enough to know if you've gone a little bit over the line, you get the hell in there before you get frostbite. But I wasn't getting frostbite in five minutes of work, believe me. And what it does to you, it gives you this emotional lift like you wouldn't believe. You feel, you know, you know, like they said in Rocky IV, uh, you know, Drago, is a, he's a piece of iron. This is what you feel like, a piece of iron. So when you walk into that power rack and it's, it wants to take you and shove you literally right through the floor, you got something that you've been doing. And even though I got popped that night, I came back. And it was the cold showering. I took seven cold showers that day. Seven. Seven cold showers. And I did, John, or, um, John I, I don't know if I've ever told you, but we have a great friend, Paul. Um, he makes Earth Pulse. They're products, uh, electromagnetic products. These big magnets that go between your mattresses. Uh, you go out and read about it. It'll blow your mind. And he made a stimulator machine that we have, and this thing is incredible. So I ran with that all day, and, you know, I would drink some uh, water with lemon in it, and that was pretty much it until that night. Now, I guess the question I have for both of you is, obviously, we all do different things to come back. And still, in my opinion, sleep is the thing that is the most paramount, with, especially with what we do. Because if you're not sleeping well, you're not living a long life. I don't care what they tell you. But here's what I want to say to both of you, and I'll go to John, and then we'll go to Dr. Wong, is this. John, at this point, and I mean, we haven't even exhausted anything yet. But when you get in that rack, and we know that, you know, we have nothing where we're going to grab it out and rebound and wear suits and we're going to wear knee wraps and we're going to wear whatever. 
we, we walk like Frankenstein into the rack. This is all you. This is mental from head to toes, okay, and all in between. But what is it you think, when we go in that rack, I always feel that the rack is requiring something from me, asking something from me, saying to me, you know what, boy, I'm going to beat your ass right into the ground. Are you going to fight me or not? What is your feeling when I say that? And that might be exaggerated, but I feel that way that, look, I've got something here that can break me in half, literally, literally, and it's not going to care if the pieces are all over the floor. When we get in the rack with our approach, our mental approach, okay, we're, we're rewiring here, we're building, build. What do you feel it is when you walk into that rack? What is it talking to you? Because I don't care what anybody says. Inanimate objects are alive. They talk to you if you listen. Take it away. Well, the big thing is when you're going in, especially with your top weight, yep. that bar that cage that you're in says all odd effort. Yep. You just have to put forth everything. And it's like you say too, it trains you after a while that it's, it's different than competition, especially these days, because as you mentioned, you don't wear supportive gear, right? You don't, you know, dress any differently than simple sweats. Yep. Uh, You don't wrap. Nope. Uh, nothing's required other than your all odd effort mm-hmm. in there. And in my opinion, you really can't give that all odd effort if you're wrapped up or you're re- requiring gear to do it. Yep. It's not you lifting. Right. Uh, it has to be just you. Now, you know. Probably the way you train is, you know, in that cold and everything is a good idea. But being that, you know, I go with my wife to commercial gym. Right. Uh, they, they, they would frown on me training naked within that rack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd see members running out screaming. <laughs> yep. But, but sometimes, you know, and I've done this at home in my home home rack i'll go down into my cold garage where my power rack is and i found out that i've had great workouts just in a pair of undershorts yep absolutely because it's just you Uh, please listeners don't don't faint over that awful mental picture i just gave you but the thing is that it gives you that concentration yeah and then i also have to think uh about one of my friends from all Iran's, Steve Schmidt, who yep. I know you've awesome. read about and everything. Now, Steve's a, an old-time farmer. He probably never had a heavy jacket in his life. Right. And living out there in the Midwest where he, does, where he is, it's always cold. And he claims that the old converted chicken coop that he trains in uh, is even colder than I'm outside. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and yet he has done – tremendous stuff with this partial lifting he does the hand and thighs the hip lift uh with tremendous weights and uh, to this day he still does a strongman act where he's able to take a six or eight car full-size railroad train and pull it with chains attached to just his teeth. That's unbelievable. Holy cannoli. Yeah, well, not to interrupt you, and we'll go right to Dr. Wong. You know, Dennis and I were talking about 
the old world's strongest man, like when Mark Felipe, he got messed up pretty bad, but he was big, strong guy for USA. He's still in Vegas. I guess he's got quite a gym. Um, you know, I used to love all that stuff when they'd put the handles on. They'd be out in the sand flipping the cars end over end. That's how he got hurt the first time. I think it came back on me, blew his right knee out. He got, like, pinned right under it. And I don't remember the second time. But the stuff we were watching back then, I think, it's pretty brutal now. But I liked it more because it seemed more where you really had to use everything it would be like you know you talked about steve with the farming and and all that we know people that do that i mean you you look at so many of the older lifters who are farmers i mean um you know it, it goes on and on and they had this incredible man strength like you wouldn't believe but dr wong on that on that subject too with getting in the rack what is it doing, like, when you're standing in there, because everybody has a little bit different sequence of what's going on with them, whether we know it or not. But when you're in there, there's nobody lifting it for you. you got no gear on. Maybe we're out, like, here in Albany where it's 10 below. And, yep, I'll have a heater running, but it will not run. I keep it at 40 degrees. So it's pretty cold in there still. If I go out, it's going to be even colder. Um What's going on? you got elements you're dealing with. You've got the case where I've got to hit these weights tonight. I've got to be able to pin that weight, and I've got to be able to keep my shit together because this power rack will take my head off and not even care. So take it away. Let's, let's touch on a physiologic point here. Okay. Initially, cold, ice, vasoconstricts. It closes off blood vessels, and it shunts blood into the central core. But think about the long snowball fights you had. <laughs> you had a snowball fight for half an hour, an hour. Yep. Remember taking your gloves off and how red hot your hands were? Yep. Yep. You know, the, that that's the principle behind ice massage. When you apply cold for long enough, along with muscular stimulation, with muscular action of flinging the snowball, you actually vasodilate. So the same way that your hands were red blazing hot after a half an hour snowball fight, think of what you're doing in the power rack when you train in the cold or what you did when you were training in your driveway in the snow. Yeah. You were providing a muscular stimulation, which opens up circulation. You were adding the cold, which, again, initially vasodilates. No, excuse me, vasoconstricts, but then vasodilates. So you had this super giant rush of blood to your muscles, what the bodybuilders would call pump. Yep. Plus, you had all the neural stimulation on top of that. So you got heightened circulation to all the muscles. And since you're working everything, you've got heightened stimulation of circulation to everywhere, including the brain, plus the electrical stimulation into the nerves, Mm -hmm. plus the, the piezoelectric stimulation onto the bones, densifying them. You've got all this electrical activity going on, all the circulatory activity going on at exactly the same instant. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, and you don't think of that because we used to always laugh. I've told you, I think both of you this, before my brother-in-law and sister, you know, they had five kids, you know, there might be one or two. It seemed like in the winter when Dan would come over here and train with me, We'd always have a snowstorm. And we used to laugh our ass off because 
I, I can light my whole driveway up in the whole side of the house like it's daytime. So the lights would be on. Well, what, what were we going to do tonight? Well, we're, we're going to walk with a hoose of steel stone. Okay? Well, we've got snow up to our mid-shins. Okay? So let's get going. And I can't tell you how many times we've said to ourselves, and we still say it sometimes, we, we would laugh and say, while everybody else is inside staying warm, we're out getting fucking big, man. And I've told people before, we'd have flannel shirts on because we had to have something to keep us warm. And it got to the point where it'd be so bad out, you couldn't even grip the sides of that with your with your forearms. Why? Ice would form on your flannel shirt. And here's the biggest <laughs> thing about it. I can't tell you. And, and you know, it'd be soft snow. I can't tell you how many times I had to let it go or fell. And if it was any other way, it would have killed me probably. But there it was just falling into that soft snow. Pick it up. Pick up a 250-pound stone and have to pick it up 10 times to make it to 30 feet. Let me tell you something. You want to build, you want to pull isometrics with that thing, you want to hold it, you want it to take you right through the earth practically, there's another instance of it. It's the same thing. We haven't even gotten into this, but I've talked about this on shows. If you look at some of the old video... There I am with a hoose of steel stones, all different ones, in the power rack with a special platform I had built. John and I have talked with the bands, et cetera, et cetera. Pulling that stone, I can tell you this. I've pulled that stone. I can't tell you how heavy the bands are that crisscrossed it because it's almost impossible to even move it. You take a 200-pound stone with, say, 50 pounds of bands on it total, and it and everybody's like, well, what's 250? All right, well, let me tell you something. You pull that thing as hard as you can. You might get it up, but I can tell you more than once I've pulled that thing, and that thing's knocked my ass, knocked me right straight on my ass, literally. The ricochet effect of that. Now, think about that with everything. You get in that rack. All right, we're using the rods. Now, what I do is with these bands – which John says I should be standing on him and doing I never even thought of that. Here I am running bands, and I'm putting the long rods through the band and obviously putting the pin through the back. So think about that. It's a crisscross, an X, over that, that hoose of steel stone. Think about that. You're trying to lift that at, say, midpoint. It has got to be one of the hardest things you're talking about here, and that's what we're talking about with these bars and everything and the effect it's like you get into this thing, and ju- and you think, well, what's four inches to move? I got news for you. Four inches when you come off those rods with a monster weight, and you know you've got to get that against the other set, it feels like an eternity. But obviously, we're going to get into this more and more of some of the things I'm sure John does and I do, and we'll talk with Dr. Wong, obviously, again about this. There's certain things I do to gain speed with them. Because one of the things I found, if you really want to move this stuff, you got to be pretty fast on the lower end. You know, you can kind of like just chug along and chug along, but as it gets heavier, you're going to have some problems. So the idea, too, is you've got to build some speed into that lift. John, comment on any of that, and then we'll go right to Dr. Wong. Well, a story comes to mind when you mentioned uh, about, you know, putting speed into the lift yep. and especially training in the cold. Yep. Uh, this came from uh, the early days of Paul Anderson. Uh, he related 
a story where he loved a lift where he took a, an old bank safe, yep. steel bank safe, loaded all kind of heavy weights in it, figured it was like 3,500 pounds. <laughs> he, he attached a belt to it. He would go out in the cold uh, because apparently he lived like in a mountainous area yeah. at the time, yep. uh, and uh, this was in the winter. He loved going out every day putting on a belt over this thing and doing probably what would look like a, an elongated hip lift. Oh, my God. He'd go out and do it two or three times every day. Loved it. Then he said he went out. He couldn't stand it one morning. He got up early. He had to go out and lift that safe for a couple of reps. <laughs> it was colder than hell. Yep. He goes out, strapped it on, couldn't move it. Yep. He figured it was because it was so cold, his muscles just wouldn't do it. So typical Paul Anderson tried it again. <laughs> Still nothing. He tried it a third time, and this time he put everything into it. Yeah. Uh, it probably he was getting that effect that Dr. Wong mentioned with the hands throwing snowballs. Yep, yep. Everything was fired up. Yep. He pulled and pulled. The thing didn't didn't move at all, but he tore a muscle in the inner side of his thigh. You know, about a six inch rip. Yep. So he hobbled back in and I guess he got it, you know, eventually taken care of and everything. But found out that this had nothing to do with the cold or his strength. It was so cold that the damn safe froze to the mountaintop. Yep, I knew it. Yep. <laughs> he yep. said he would have had to lift the whole fucking mountain Holy in shit. order for that thing to come up. Yeah, and so yeah. But it it goes to to, you know, the idea of putting that that complete effort into something and also uh, you know, the the fact that maybe that that cold does stimulate the mind and the body yeah. to put forth even more strength well this is and i'm going to give it right to you dr wong is this this is why i think you know we talk about physical culture so many people are confused and they go to these i don't know they're more like nightclubs than any type of a gym it's 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 a bullshit session or they're watching tv while they're running on something that's not going to do jack shit for them and you've seen my gym huh (laughs) well yeah and, and that's the typical gym but then you walk into dr wong John McCain, Eric Fiorello's place, and you're like, holy shit, man. You think you're in like, what the hell is this? Well, this is the stuff that will build the living life out of you. And there's so many things that we have here, you have, both of you have, that they can go out and pay $250 a month for these goddamn machines for the next three years you see on TV. You can come over here. I'll put you through a sandbag power rack routine that will make you the best you'll ever be, and I can guarantee you that. It's all yours, Dr. Wong. Re- reply on everything, please. Take your time. You you made a point that I think needs to be restated. When you tried lifting the stones from the frozen ice-covered driveway, Yep. you didn't lift slowly. You lifted quickly and with power. Tommy Kono used to talk about adding power to the first pull. Mm-hmm. Power equals strength over time. Doing as, as fast as you can, as strongly as you can, just to break the, 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 the lack of, of, of movement. You've got to get the thing moving. Mm-hmm. If you act like, like a piece of machinery and you lift it slowly like, yeah. 
ain't going to work for humans. Yep. Works for machinery, doesn't work for humans. You've got to throw in that speed to do the initial part of the lift, break the, 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 the inertia of the weight, get the thing moving, and then it gets easy. If you try doing it slow throughout, it's not going to move all that well, yeah. and you probably won't get it up off the floor. Go ahead. No, the, the, oh, okay. That was it. Okay. Well, the whole <laughs> the whole thing is this, too. You know, the speed you need, there's no doubt about it. But you know something, too, as I'm sitting listening to both of you? I don't. I, I want to clarify this with a lot of people. And I'm going to say it over and over again. I love doing this stuff. I mean it. I'm sitting here listening to two of you. I'm saying, you know, I know why I'm in this stuff. You just listen to John and, and Dr. Wong talk. I'm telling people right now, and this is this is no low to BS. Physical culture, when understood properly what it is, no matter what you get into, is the greatest thing you'll ever put your hands on. I've played all kinds of sports. I was good in sports. I, I don't know if I was ever a team guy the way a lot of the rah-rah shit is. I'm not really like that. I'll support people. Like Dr. Wong said, somebody you love, you take care of, you die for them. Different thing, though. But let me tell you something. When I touch those sand weights leaking all over the floor with that wooden bench, we talked about mind connection. I think I had a blowout in my mind at 10 years old. Now that, I, now that we're talking about all this stuff, I knew the minute I touched that bar, that was for me. I went from that to we bought all kinds of stuff when Ed Jubinville was around. Near the end, though, went over there with a U-Haul and bought all My father, like, flipped. He couldn't believe all the stuff in the truck. Sold that. Went back to the old steel pier. Good gym. My brother and my other, my buddy Joey, like a brother. Everybody knows that that thing went south. I was starting now to experiment via not only Anderson, Doug Hepburn. In fact, I dug out all his courses yesterday I bought years ago when he was still alive. Dusted them off and was looking at him and just like grinning from ear to ear. We bust up, the three of us, we've been together for over a decade. They saw everything I was doing was bullshit, rack work any of this stuff. I hadn't really even gotten into the dead stop too much, okay? Didn't work, didn't work, didn't work. I was like, well, I'm not I'm not doing the conventional shit anymore. I'm tired of it, and I'm afraid at this point I might just drop out. I never would have, but I wasn't happy with it. As soon as I found that rack, as soon as I read more and more things, as soon as I got into the hard gainer with John, on and on and on, the sequence started firing. You know, Dr. Wong and I talked about this on the show and off the air. You build from the outside in. It's not the inside out. Going out, reading these gentlemen, experimenting, buying equipment, building equipment. And then you look at what I got today, your eyeballs would fall out of your eyes, literally, to what I had when I started at 10 years old with the wood bench and the leaky sand set. But here's what I want to tell you. If I can do it, you can do it, too. And what we're talking about here with this power rack and this reworking of everything, not just the brain, we're talking ligaments and tendons that look like cable. They pop out of your skin. They're so big. The bone density Dr. Wong was hitting, John was hitting. 
all these great things are like byproducts of what we are trying to establish here. You know, when you start this stuff, other than if you're listening to John and I and Dr. Wong here today, most nobody's talking about this shit. And if they are, you know, I have to laugh. You'll hear them say, well, yeah, I've been, you know, I know they're listening to the shows. Yeah, well, I've been doing, uh, you know, power rack training forever. And that's like the end of it. Well, that's not the end of it because you've never experimented with it if you just, well, I go in the rack. Okay, well, what are you doing in the rack? Well, I can support. Well, what else are you doing? That's enough. Okay, so you haven't even touched what we're talking about. The point is, as I finish up, and I'm going to give it both to you to summarize everything, is this. I love stones, you know that. I'm going back to Iceland. I'm going to settle the score with that stone that tore my left bicep. I talked to Charlie last night. I said, the way I'm manifesting things and the way I'm going to do things, if it's the case and we get near the Ard Blair stones, I will go from Iceland right to Scotland because Kara Shaw and a few other people have already said, if you go to Iceland, please call me. We're going to meet you there. I said that the more the merrier. Go over to Scotland. I'll lift his Ard Blairs, okay, because I got a score to settle a lot of things. But I told John this, and I might have told Dr. Wong, and if I haven't, I'm going to tell you right now because you'll appreciate this. As much as I love stones, and believe me, I love them, I've never met up with anything I love more in the power rack. And especially what I'm doing now, thanks to John in a lot of ways, let me tell you. Um, I've got, you both know probably that my particular goals with the um, Apollon with either the incline slash floor press. And obviously, I'm sure you both know what I want to do with the dead start squat with the pin. And I'm not going to say the weights now because until I do them, I'm not going to say a thing about it because then people hold your feet to the fire and say, well, you can't do it anyways. And I don't care about that. That's not even important. But I got to tell you, this journey that we are doing right now in the power rack, you know, John and I are going to do at least a year's worth of shows, maybe more, because of the amount of things we're going to be testing and doing. I will tell you, I feel if you put this to use the way you should, I can't guarantee it. But I feel there's nothing, and I'm going to repeat, nothing that you won't be able to lift. John, summarize everything. Give out any information you want. Take your time, and we'll give it to Dr. Wong, and he can do the same thing, please. All right. Well, the one thing I can think to say, being, you know, I'm I'm turning 74 tomorrow, is uh, something I've always told everybody about this type of training, and that is to teach an old dog new tricks. You got to hang around with even older dogs. <laughs> now, unfortunately, at my age, there's not a lot of older dogs left, right. but I certainly can read back be- into what guys like uh, Bob Peoples, yep. Paul Anderson, uh, back even before that, into. Uh, Alexander Zass, these guys touched on things that nobody really ever exploited. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're coming back to the power rack, and we're learning things all the time just by looking back at what these old-timers used to do, uh, the old-timers being some of the strongest people the earth has ever known. So the fact is that we're going to continue to experiment and work with the old time ideas and see how that can develop new strength. But at the same time, as I learned from uh, teaching junior high kids 
never overlook the power of a fresh new mind mm-hmm. when they're exper- when they're exposed to this type of thing because the young people can come up with the darndest things that really can pan out. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'll I'll leave us with uh, for today. Okay. Um, and Dr. Wong, take it away, my friend. We have basically torn apart how neural stimulation and building central nervous system happens when you work out on a power rack. We've torn apart how to densify bones. We, we, we basically torn apart and looked at all the specific components, almost as if we were doing an anatomy class. We cut everything out. But when you get in the rack, don't think about any of it. Don't think about the neural stimulation. Don't think about this. Don't think about that. Don't think about the densifying bones. Think about the lift. Mm. Accomplishing the lift. If you tear, once you begin to tear and think, start thinking about individual com, com, components. Let me give you a, 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 a for instance. And right now, I'm trying to remember this fellow's name. He was one of the, one of the top exercise physiologists and, and biomechanists in the world back in the day. Uh, I'll remember his, his his name shortly. Probably about three o'clock in the morning when I was <laughs> my computer. Uh, so <clears throat> he 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 taught this world class shot putter and uh, all the different individual mechanical parts of the shot put. He worked on every on perfecting each individual part, and then he should he 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 cut the guy loose. And the guy could never do what he used to do when he didn't think about all the individual parts. Yep. Because he was so wrapped up in each particular step that he couldn't flow it all together again. Okay, guys, forget what we said about everything. Yeah. (laughs) And get in the cage, set the pins, and lift. Yeah. Absolutely. Lift quickly at the beginning. Then hold, 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 breathe. Yep. And then relax. Yeah. Once the lift is is done, make it all one smooth motion, even into the hold, and then the release. One smooth motion. Don't break it apart into individual segments, because that will really inhibit the amount of strength that you'll be able to 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 put into the lift. Without a doubt. Um. And I want you to give out, you know, if, when you're finished with your thoughts, give out all your information, obviously, you know, with the website and everything. But one one little fact here, too, when you said that, I, I, I don't know how to really explain this to people. You said it. Get in there and just do it. All right? Well, that that is a great way to summarize it. But I want to say something, too. There's more to this. It's... It's a challenge that I've never felt before. And I got to tell you, win or lose on that day with it, it might piss you off and it should piss you off if you blew it up. But I got to tell you, man, you walk strong. Like Dr. Ken Leisner used to say, there's such a thing when you train like this, you're walking strong. I'll take it even further. We talk about the rewiring. There's a strength in you when you're walking. You're going to feel when you walk. When you're looking with your eyes, your head straight ahead, up, courage. You have confidence like can't be broken. You have this stealth look even in your eye, almost like they're stones. 
and it looks like you could just pierce through anything. I am telling you, this power rack is, I, I would say, is the most marvelous piece of equipment ever developed, other than you have to have a barbell in there. Or, use it, or you can be like John, and we can use okay, or, um, bands. But my point is here, if you want the most giving and taking, as I say, the four pillars of power, you've got it. Take it away, Doc. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, that thought was uh, no. stirred me up. But, yeah, finish your thought, give out all your info, and uh, just hang on, and I'll get all mine out, please. Get in the rack. Love what you're doing. Love that you're lifting. Feel the strength of the steel transfer into your body the second you touch the bar. That's what your body is going to become. Tempered steel. Think about your breathing. And then just do the lift. Don't break it down into individual segments. Do the lift. Do the hold. Slow the release. And you're done. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, Doctor Wong. <laughs> if I can I'm interrupt sorry, for a second. Yeah, go ahead, yes. John. Well, yeah, what he just said is so important, so vital to power rack training. When we used to have young people in weightlifting meets doing a regular lift, whether it be a clean, clean and jerk, or a deadlift, or whatever, we just tell them exactly what Doctor Wong said: forget everything, just do the damn lift. Yep. Okay, now that's even more important than a power rack because it's short range. Yep. <laughs> if you, you don't have time to think about anything, you're just moving that bar two to three inches yep. and then holding. Yep. So everything goes into that. Forget anything that uh, any of us have said today about technique or uh, thoughts or whatever. Just do the damn lift. Yeah, I agree. Okay, sorry for the interruption. Oh, that's, that's all right. Uh, perfect point. Perfect exact point to make. And anyone who wants to further listen to my rantings and ravings, please go to YouTube to the uh, Dr. William Wong's Essentials of Life and Wellness. If you want to uh, take a look at our supplements, please go to drwongsessentials.com. Um, and when you guys are talking that way, I'm staring at the Hulk with Jimmy. And all I can think of right now, if they want to hook me up to gamma radiation, I'm all in. <laughs> I tell you that right now. I'm all in. I'm all in. Uh, this is motivation. Oh, Go ahead, Doc. Captain America Super Serum. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. Um, I don't know. I think it's not only the rack and everything, and I know you guys feel the same way. It's just that quest for more strength, man. You just hunger for it. It's you want more of it, you know, and I understand. I mean, he's always been my favorite, the Hulk. I understand that whole thing, man. Even though he tried to get rid of it, it never would leave his body. I've got that new comic series about him. Bruce Wayne basically dies. Guess who comes up out of the ground? The Incredible Hulk. He'll never die. And there's something about that, especially as me with a little boy and what Jimmy had with muscular dystrophy, it's, it's captivated me my whole life. Believe it or not, and it will to the day they plant me. The Incredible Hulk, to me, is like everything to me with lifting. It's like better, stronger, 
bigger rage, violence in that rack. Uh, to me, I've talked about it before. It's the only place I can commit murder and get away with it, pretty much. And, <laughs> and, that, and, that, and, that, and that's that's it. But this is Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Um, if there's a show you'd like Dr. Wong, John McCain, and I to do again, and I know we will, Fiorello Barba at nightcap.r.com. If there's something on your mind, you know, we've gotten stuff. I told John, we've got a lot of stuff from people that have come in and said, look, I've never done it. You guys are a little bit over my head. Could you talk maybe more of a beginner? That can be done. So if that's on your mind and you'd like the three of us to get together and help you out, just drop me a note at Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. Also, too, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. We've gotten that. That's the top end. We thank everybody for that. We're on um, Spotify and Google Podcast. We're also on AHA Directory, pronounced AHA. You can get Eminem in your car 24-7. Also, too, um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give five words of wisdom. I think we gave more than wisdom here tonight. I think we gave you not only a blueprint, but if we didn't give you some ingenuity and some thought and some desire and some confidence. I I don't know what else we can do for you. Um, This show would inspire anybody. I don't care how down you feel. This show should lift you up and have you motoring, literally. So take a good listen to it and repeat and repeat and repeat. Also, too, my mom, when we were kids, she would say, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. Um, you never know what people are going through, and especially this time of year. We talked about this yesterday with Dr. Wong. Um, it's just amazing. There's an awful lot of sad souls out there, and I don't see why, but um, we're going to capture you. You want to come with us, you're going to change the way you think, feel, and do. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. The great Hoosa Steel Stone crush, Crusher says domination in blood red. We dominate the whole path. We clear-cut it. We dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in our path. Don't ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, who's been listening to Eminem from the beginning, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's a tidal wave, brother, and it's higher and wider every day. Frank Klein, what a great guy. Um, Repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. As I said, you know, happy birthday, obviously, to John McCain. Tomorrow is my father's anniversary, and we lost him. It's very hard on my mother. I was talking to her the other night. But after I get done with acupuncture, I'll go down and see Dad and Jimmy. Uh, very important. Probably stay down there. As they say, I'll, I'll read to him for about 15 or 20 minutes. Um, and that's what I do. You know, I, I love both of them dearly. Uh, the business is in Jimmy's name, obviously, dedicated to him. But I couldn't be here with any of you if it wasn't for my dad. So, you know, thank you, Dad. Believe me, I never said that enough. But I do mean it. I love you. And you're very missed. Believe me. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. We lost four years in August to cancer. It was like a father figure to me. Repetition. I'm sorry. He'd walk everybody to the door and say, keep smiling. And I'm telling you, it's a paradigm shift. Say keep smiling to yourself. You will have a grin from ear to ear. And if you're going through shit that day, say it. 
It's a paradigm shift. It'll change everything. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a million of your friends about motivation and muscle, about etched in stone, etched in stone for kids, and obviously Fiorello Barbell Company. We got the best blogs. John writes a lot for the blog, among other people. There's a lot of information out there that can really get you moving. And with every show, put your earbuds in, your earphones, whatever you're listening to, and repeat these shows hundreds of times. You're going to get something new every time. Repetition is king. If you want to go out and get what you want, your success goal-oriented, you have to repeat, repeat, repeat. And that's the way it's done. Build from the inside out. Um, before I sign off with both of these gentlemen, um, you're all winners, champions, and obviously unstoppable. The one thing I always say at the end, you're all geniuses because you all are. People underestimate what they are, the power you have. And because you hang out in these circles and listen to these things and you got people Beating you down all the time, telling you you can't do it. What do I tell you? Go find a new set of friends. Go find people that are better than you because you're going to learn, man, and you're going to be a teacher like we have with me today. I have two people far ahead of me, and that's how I learn too. So never be afraid to learn from people. There's nothing wrong with learning. In fact, it's going to enhance your life. John, honor to have you on, brother. Obviously, happy birthday for tomorrow, and I hope you have 100 more, sir. Well, thank you. I'll try. You will. And, happy birthday. <laughs> and Dr. Wong, you know it's always an honor. I thank you for everything, your generosity, and I'm glad you took a Saturday afternoon to join John and myself because let me tell you, talk about three for one, huh, man? What a crew, and I thank you for that. It is an honor to be amongst the most accomplished lifters on mind, body, and spirit the world has ever seen. The honor is mine. I, and 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 thank you for inviting me. You are welcome. And I, I'm going to talk to you anyways. But Merry Christmas to you and Michelle too. I, I'll talk to you before then. I'm oh, sure. Same. Yes, yes, sir. Always, always, always. Blessed, blessed to both of you. So this show. Let me think. Uh, I'm going to ha- try to have it up on Tuesday. I've got two more to get up. Um, so I'm going to be very busy. We got a big busy Monday too. And I'm going to be talking to some people about some other things. So. Um, We're busy right till the 30th of this year, and as I told a lot of other people, I told Charlie last night, I got him in one day, the whole month of January stacked right now with people. I mean, stacked already. So, I I can't complain. I am a blessed guy, and tomorrow I go and see Dad, and that's going to be even better. So, for John McCain, this is Eric Fiorello. For Dr. William Wong, this is Eric Fiorello. I want to thank all of you for listening. When you hear this show, I was telling Dennis that both of you guys were on, and Dennis was like, I can't wait to hear it. Well, I'm telling you right now, when everybody hears this, then they're going to really know what the hell is fucking going on here. So, everybody, have a great rest of the weekend. This will be up towards midweek. We will talk to you soon, and thanks for listening. And as I said, Go out and do something great. The world is asking that from you. So have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.